Welcome to the Healing Embodied Podcast, where we have real and raw conversations about growth and healing that will shift your perspective in profound ways. We take a unique approach to healing the overthinking mind, creating conscious relationships, and living a life of courage and freedom. So take a deep breath and get ready to expand your mind, connect to your body, and activate your spirit. everyone and welcome back to the Healing Embodied Podcast. This is your host, Chelsea Horton. And today I have a wonderful, beautiful, just amazing guest. She is a client of ours who worked with us back in 2020. Gosh, time flies. Um, she lives in Ireland and she's here to share her story and her journey of embodiment work and how our working with us like opened up this whole new world for her that literally changed the trajectory of her life and her career. So I'm really excited for her to share her story and her wisdom with us. Here she is. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm super excited about our conversation today. And yeah, let's let's dive right in to like, what, what was it that brought you to work with us at Healing Embodied? What were you experiencing that you were like, huh, I think I need this thing? Sure. Yeah. Because it was definitely a journey in the making. Okay. So I first started experiencing relationship anxiety whenever I was around about 20. I think I was about 20. Now I'm 31 now. So for context, this was like a long period of time in my life. And um, I was in, you know, I was dating somebody back then and it was like this enormous beast of anxiety suddenly came up within me and I had absolutely no idea how to handle it um I got you know it was full-blown relationship anxiety ROCD I was having serial compulsions um googling day in day out I felt so strongly about this part like so deeply connected to this person and yet there was a huge part within me going no 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 this is wrong this is wrong and I was 20 so everyone around me was you know we're all 20 you you don't really you're not really equipped for that level of complexity given the world that we live in at that time so anyone that I was talking to about this was like no if you're not you know if you're not completely happy then you need to you know just end it sure what does it matter and yet I was having this personal you know like breakdown really and um you know I didn't really seek out any support at that time I just uh tried to battle through it and yet I felt like I was the only person in the history of the world experiencing this thing so we just left it and I hoped oh well you know he must not be the right person he's not the right person so uh, you know this will go away in future and as I started to date people over the coming years this anxiety and these these compulsions came up every single time with different people and it grew and it grew and after a couple of years when it was happening again I reached out finally I went to therapy and I got CBT therapy uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and it initially was really good because it made me start to realize that maybe all the mean thoughts in my head are not inherently completely true all the time and I am separate from my thoughts but it didn't really take me any further than that I remember the therapist saying to me 
um, you think your feelings rather than feel them. But there wasn't anything moving on from that. There was nothing like, here's how to feel your feelings. It was just, oh, this is what you do. Um, and so it was initially, it helped me start to cope with the symptoms a little bit more. Now, this, you know, relationship anxiety, relationship OCD, I was experiencing anxiety in other aspects of my life too. It just wasn't as clear to me. It was most potent and clear in a relationship field. And for a long time, I kept thinking, oh, I'm just, I just haven't met the right person yet. But when it was appearing over and over again, even with people that I did feel really strongly about, it started to get a sense of there's something deeper going on here. Now, I then had a slightly separate experience, which is really, really relevant, which was that um, in my mid-20s, I found out that I had a rare heart condition and I went through a period of times of having panic attacks around that. I have a pacemaker fit it. And while I was waiting for that operation, I was struggling with daily panic attacks. Now, this was obviously, once again, another sign of my body sending me the signals that there's a lot of stuff going on within me and I at that time did not have the capacity to emotionally process what was going on but what that time showed me was just how strong my mind and my body was at creating my reality it was creating this daily reality that I was unsafe even though they'd actually found a heart condition that they think had been there for like a long time but it was only now that I was aware of it. So this kind of created a little bit of an opening of, hmm, maybe not everything that I experience in my body all the time is objective truth on a surface level, and maybe there's something else going on here. So a year or two later, whenever I um, started experiencing relationship anxiety and OCD in uh, the relationship that I was in at the time, it was like I had this moment of no I, I know there's something more going on here. This is not just about the other person. There's something else happening. And I'm now at a stage in my life where I'm ready and willing to meet this head on. And I had had enough awareness of the mind-body connection at that time through the panic attack phase that I sensed that that was the direction I was heading in. And I don't even know how it happened but somehow I stumbled upon Healing Embodied and I reached out and at, within my first like discovery session, I was like, yes, this is the thing. And it all unfolded from there. Wow. 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 I, I love like doing these interviews because, you know, we get, when we work with clients, we get kind of a general background, but to hear like everything that led up, like for like near, almost a decade, it's like all these events in your life were coming together to prepare you to be able to look at this, right? Because like sometimes it is just too much or we don't even have the awareness that there's something even to look at. So for you to be at this place, we're like, okay, yeah, I I know that I, I there's something more here. Um, so yeah, just tell tell us now about your experience of like when you st when you first started working with us because this is where clients are always like, holy crap, like what is this? What's going on? Like this is so weird and different and like unlike anything else. Um, so like, what was your initial experience of doing embodiment work for your anxiety? Yeah. Okay. So 
I had I thought that I had a bit of an understanding of what went on in my body you know I had done therapy on and off um I'd done CBT I'd also been to talk therapy and had different experiences like that I'd done yoga for years I had meditated I had journaled and then in my discovery session for the course um Sarah took me through a short embodiment meditation where we were, you know, and I was thinking at the time, I was like, oh, I've done, you know, I've done loads of meditation, this is fine. And we got to the end of it and she asked me, what did you experience in your body? And I had a moment of, I have no idea. I I can't, I don't know. Because my default position had always been to go into my mind. Oh, what, to analyze what had happened, to analyze my experience. But when I was asked to actually just to articulate what the texture was going on within me to actually feel and sense and without making a meaning of it to just experience the raw sensation the raw emotion I had absolutely no idea and I I can remember I can visualize right now sitting on my bed coming out of the discovery session being like whoa what just happened <laughs> it's like and it's a beautiful it's a thing that I now remind myself as an embodiment coach whenever people come to me and you can have a moment of oh they've um you know if somebody's saying I don't know what I'm experiencing that doesn't mean something's gone wrong somebody realizing that they don't know what they're experiencing is a breakthrough and that was my breakthrough realizing I don't know what's going on within me was a moment of there's something disconnected. And everything that I do now is around connection and disconnection. I think that the the basis of so much that we experience of difficulties within ourselves and wider society and the world is around disconnection. Not about fixing, it's about disconnection. So when I started the course, um, I remember that what the course I was doing, I got access to safety within as well the like self-guided course and um I feel like it was a great way to feed the very anxious mind element because I was you know hungry for this knowledge and it was like it was articulating to me over and over and over again there's nothing wrong with you there is nothing wrong with you and this is this has been the biggest discovery through embodiment and this has been the core that has changed my life because i could say that i spent so much of my life continually feeling like there's something wrong with me for how i'm being in the world and there's something wrong with me for how i'm experiencing things and the realization that there is absolutely nothing wrong with me i'm not broken and i can never be broken it's not possible was it enormous so the the self course was so valuable i think that that was the main thing i got from the self this the self talk course and then i never remember the name of it but my the, the the group course that i was part of um the most beautiful part of it that i remember was the experience of being in a zoom room with other people who were going through the same thing as me and realizing that i'm not alone in this like that I had spent now I think I, I because I had done so much research around this through obsessive Google compulsion um I you know I was aware that relationship anxiety and OCD was a thing and I was reading you know I was reading 
obsessively um other people's experiences but when it was that kind of 2d experience it was like there was part of me that could go okay yeah I see that but I kind of don't believe you I'm uh unique and broken and will never be fixed and there's something wrong with me that makes me a terrible evil person uh because I'm so unique that way but when I'm sitting in a room full of other people who are 3D full humans and they're expressing how they feel and they're expressing the thoughts that they have and they're expressing patterns and behaviors it's like I can't look at that person I'm not looking at that person going you're a terrible evil person how dare you it's that you know you're full of compassion for that other person and then as soon as you feel that compassion for another you can't help but start to extend it to yourself and so experience that I was having I think this kind of two sides of really grinding down into the knowledge of what's going on within me and hey what's going on within you is nothing wrong there's nothing to fix you're not broken and then the other side of you're not alone in this there's other people going through this experience as well and it's going to be okay okay I have like full body chills and like legit tearing up hearing you say that you know, even just through that, that self-paced course, the main thing you got was like, I'm not broken. Like there's nothing wrong with me. And that is such the belief that there's something wrong that you have to fix is what often perpetuates the anxiety itself. Like I'm broken. There's something wrong. I need to figure it out. I need to fix myself. I'm like this constant self-improvement project. And until I fix myself, I'm unworthy. Mm-hmm. But like hearing how you met, like finally met yourself and saying like, I'm not broken. And then to have this mirrored experience of other people, like mirroring that back to you and you seeing like, wait a minute, they're not a terrible person. Like I keep telling myself I am. So maybe just maybe it's possible that I can love myself too. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. Yeah. And I'll offer you, we'll, we'll get into it, I think, because I need to, you know, talk about what happened after Healing Embodied. But just yeah. to slightly step, skip forward, um, you know, I, I'm i a trained embodiment coach now. I've trained as a feminine embodiment coach with the School of Embodied Arts. And while I was completing that certification, I was quite open in the course about my experiences of relationship anxiety and OCD, which is ultimately what led me to embodiment. And someone else in the course um, actually came to me for coaching around relationship anxiety um, because they'd read, uh, we sometimes share our essays and I had shared my essay, which went into great detail about it um, on a somatic level. And um, they read it and came to me saying, I've been experiencing this. I thought that I was the only one. I've never seen anybody else talk about this. And we worked together over a couple of sessions and she had, you know, her own transformations. And I remember coming off the first call with her and just bursting into tears because it was a full circle moment of I was now able to create this space of complete acceptance, complete adoration for this other person's vulnerable human experience and 
I had told myself for 10 years that if anyone ever heard me talk about what I experienced through relationship anxiety and OCD, they would think I was a terrible person and there was something wrong with me. Yet here I was receiving this other person's experience. And the only way I can describe it is like you're receiving the most precious gift that somebody can give you. And you see them as such a beautiful, full, complete human being. And I completely hold the position that there isn't a single thing wrong with them and everything that they desire in life is completely possible to them and so you start to get this beautiful mirror back and forward of this is what I think is so valuable about embodiment work is the compound effect because you start to put something out there and then see it reflected back to you and then that grows it within yourself again and this is what and that's why I I'm not currently offering any group programs of my own, but I will in future because I think there's such value in group um, spaces like that where you get to have that real mirroring experience. Oh, yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing like it. And oh, just like hearing you speak to what you now create for others is just like so friggin amazing. And it's so true. It's you are receiving the most precious gift because especially having so much shame around having anxiety or relationship anxiety or OCD or whatever you're dealing with, we often have so much shame around it. And we're like, if people, so many clients come to me and they're like, I'm so afraid that I'm going to tell you what I'm experiencing. And you're going to tell me that I actually am doing something wrong and that I'm just not listening to myself and I'm being a bad person. And I'm just like, terrible and I'm going down the wrong path like they're so afraid of their worst fears being confirmed when they reveal this super vulnerable thing and to be able to hold that with them and meet it with so much love and like I see you you make sense of Mm -hmm. course yes like it is that moment in itself is so powerful and so healing and not even to just say it verbally but when you mirror it back to them through the body there's that kinesthetic empathy not just like yes I see you I hear you like feeling it in my own body and reflecting that back to them in my body it just adds this other layer of depth and connection like you were saying before and it's just it's so hard to describe (laughs) And it's not what we receive in a lot of the rest of society. So the reason I think that, you know, so many of the roots of my own relationship anxiety, I mean, it's so deep, we could unpick it for weeks at a time, but it doesn't really matter. We don't have to unpick it all. You don't, it's not the point. But a lot of it is we do live in a culture which, which promotes a very black and white way of looking at things and promotes a fix it mentality so there's I I think the deeper I've gone into embodiment work the the more clearly I've seen this fix-it mentality and like how unhelpful it can be now there's nothing wrong with being like fix it when your toaster's broken and you need to fix the toaster but a human being is not a toaster I don't need fixing I'm not broken but we approach ourselves with the same way so to be honest, the reason I was afraid of sharing with people about my relationship anxiety and OCD is because there are plenty of spaces in society where you would share what you're experiencing. And it is true. I would be met with, well, maybe you need to break up with them. And, you know, maybe you're just not doing it right. Or maybe you're being too picky or maybe this, maybe that, because 
everything needs to have an answer in the way many of us have been encouraged to relate to one another. But people are responding in that way because they too have also not been taught to connect to themselves with this deep self-acceptance. And I never would have come to that in my own life if I hadn't gone through these experiences. And that's why I can genuinely look back at this whole experience and know that it was, it's been so painful and difficult and agonizing. And I don't think I would change it because how would I ever have reached this point of self-acceptance? And to be honest, the level of bravery that has come into my life since I've gone deeper into embodiment work, I would never have got here if I hadn't gone through such a long period of time of not experiencing life that way and feeling feeling just how agonizing it is to make yourself into a problem you can only experience the beauty of realizing there's nothing wrong with you whenever you've spent so much time thinking that there was oh it is like the biggest exhale like oh because I remember when I first started my dance therapy uh, training, like we were encouraged to like dance and move and express the part of us that we thought was so ugly. And I just kept expressing this part of me, which I now know as shame that was like, do it right. Do it right. Like very rigid control. Like if you don't get this whole life thing, right. You're a fuck up. And ultimately you're unworthy. So like that whole, yeah, approach of you're a problem. You need to be fixed. You're not doing the right thing. Um, You're experiencing all of your suffering because you're doing something wrong. Your emotions are a problem that need to be fixed versus just loved and held and sat with and felt, right? So it's, yeah, so many places in our society encourage and perpetuate this black and white way of seeing ourselves, our experiences, placing so much judgment and meaning, negative meaning on our, on our humanity. And we, like, we internalize these voices and it's the way we speak to ourselves, the way we relate to our own emotions. So like, no wonder why we're all so disconnected from our ability to just be and feel and hold space for what is, whatever is happening inside of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I was a straight A student. I was a good girl. I was a high achiever. You know, I did all the right things. I loved school. And you know what? I've I've had a really nice journey myself of being able to sort of integrate and ex- these two things. Of I do love learning and I don't love the messages that I was given through my academic career about how much my identity was tied into achievement. So, you know, I spent so much of my life fitting into a box, so like so neatly, so tightly, so terrified of going out of it, that as soon as you put me in an arena that you can't really, you, you, can't, you can't achieve in a relationship. You don't achieve a relationship. You don't, you don't achieve building a life that lights you up. You experience that. And you create that through your through your day-to-day experiencing and through your subtle realignment continually. I think this has been, so I think I'll speak a little bit to what happened, you know, after like since the course, because I think that like neatly goes into it. 
And basically it's to say, I really want to, one thing I really want to emphasize to people is the, the benefit of compound, like the compound effect of committing to this embodiment work in a sustainable way over time, because it's not going to change within a week. It's not a fix it society, quick fix. It's not going to change in a week. It's not supposed to, because you're not being fixed. But so basically, after the course, I, you know, I had felt, I felt that I had been open to this, this way of being, and I was starting to have all of these realizations. I mean, within about a week, I came in to Sarah and said, the thing that you probably hear from at least half of the people in the course, if not everyone, which is, I realized it's not about my relationship or my partner, it's about myself. Which obviously to me was the biggest, most enormous realization at the time, which it was. And it's kind of, you know, it's 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 the basic thing around relationship anxiety. It's not about your partner. It's about your relationship with yourself. Just like everything that's being reflected in your life is about the relationship with yourself. So I'd started to have these big realizations and I was like, oh, my God, this I. I've been chipping away at this for years and years, trying to find the fix, trying to find the solution, trying to find the right partner. And now it's like somebody has just turned the looking glass like the other way around. And I've realized this is not about any of that. And so I was completely like hungry for more. So I started doing a couple of different things. I found a really great holistic like therapist. So an integrative um, therapist who was open to Another element of all of this was that I started to become uh, really open to like spirituality, having never been um, religious or interested in that way in my life. And um, I found, you know, a really a therapist that was willing to, you know, speak to me on those terms and bring somatic practices into our therapy as well. Um, I then found the School of Embodied Arts and um, they were running a free online like conference and it wasn't one of those um I, I really love the way they did this a lot of those free online conferences do like 12 hours of footage over three days um they had over three weeks uh like a session a day so it was you actually had space to listen and integrate things and um I adored that and I remember thinking at the time I'm going to work with them in future but I didn't know when and it was going to be a full year before I actually did um through that conference I heard of I heard about um Jen Murphy who runs the Celtic School of Embodiment and she works in helping people to connect to their Celtic ancestry she specializes in Ireland but the Celtic world you know spans um a couple of different areas as well and she had also you know trained with the School of Embodied Arts so I start I joined um two of her courses over the next year actually and this was also this was a whole other area for me because I live in Northern Ireland I come from a, a mixed background Protestant and Catholic and um so there's a there's a ton of layers there around how I connect to the land that I live on and the the society around me but really it was just I was so excited to do embodiment work of all sorts and um she works very much in bringing myth into our body so you're exploring the myths of different like goddesses from history and um, you know from uh, our mythology also connecting to like sacred sites and so this was again just like 
sparking me alive I felt like I was coming alive like very gradually this it was like after a decade of feeling like maybe if I'm like the volume it's like if I was if I was living my life at like five I'd suddenly been turned up to 20 and I was like oh my gosh there's so much here and then there was a day where I just I I had planned to study with the school maybe one day don't know maybe and then just one day I, I was on a work trip actually I had a sense of yep I'm gonna do it now and put in my application and started studying with the school and I cannot speak highly enough about their feminine embodiment coaching certification it is so thorough there is so many resources available but more importantly the personal mastery level that is expected of you and the personal practice is of such a deep level like it went far beyond what I was expecting when I started and I can you know I can sit here and say I've done like hundreds if not thousands of hours of personal practice just in the last year and it, there's such an importance to that the level of authenticity that I can I can only coach people to a level that I have brought myself and I it was like such an intense container for a year I was practicing you know doing embodiment practices movement practices exploring myself um on such a deep level and the point that really moved things actually the course takes you through kind of you start off by going deep into the self and perhaps the darker sides of ourselves so shame anger frustration um, all of the stuff that we have hidden away and you kind of get down into the depth and you start to it's almost like you start to separate the wheat from the chafe of like what's really me and what was given to me and then you start to come out the other side and you start to experience pleasure and joy and the play what was interesting to me was the it was the experiencing of the pleasure and joy that was the most difficult for me and that opened up the most I procrastinated on starting that section of the course for a really long time and as soon as I did it I realized first of all my capacity to experience pleasure and joy was very limited at that point but I had enough compound building day-to-day -day experience of gradually accepting myself exactly where I was that I was able to stay with it even when there was so much of me going what's wrong with you why can't you do this you're never going to be happy no I'm accepting exactly what's here you voices can hang around too but we're just going to stay with this and I ended up having an enormous like revelation like that module just broke me open and I started to see I think what actually happened was that as I started to open my pleasure side it brought me in face to face with really really difficult emotions which were standing in the way of accessing all of that and I had up until that point in my life it was like anytime I went towards pleasure I was gonna come up against all of these really difficult emotions which were mostly like guilt and shame and it was like the subconscious part of me was continually taking me away from that because I didn't have the capacity to meet it yet but now I had the capacity to meet it and there was you know there's a night I can remember of just like sobbing as hard as I possibly could on the floor for a long time but then coming out the other side and having this like deep, deep realization of certain patterns that were playing out in my life. And that was what led me to then going, I need to leave my job. 
I am committing to uh, building my own coaching business. I do, I, it led to a lot of other decisions as well, but just in general, it was like my own self-trust enormously um, just increased in that moment again. And it just speaks to the power of gradually committing to yourself day after day because sometimes the moments of revelation you can't control when they come but they will come if you keep committing I love that I love that emphasis of like it's a gradual compounding it's a snowball effect because as you may guess like a lot of people with anxiety like okay where's the big revelations and the aha like what it's like trust the process, trust the process. And your body knows when it's actually safe to reveal this next, you know, big opening. Cause if yes. we were just crack wide open on day one, like that is so destabilizing actually. Yes. So like this work also teaches you to trust in your body's pace and timing and to not try to rush and force and push, but to trust that like each little shift is what is compounding to make up these, these bigger experiences. Cause everyone, you know, glamorizes the big breakthroughs. Oh my God, the big breakthrough in my life. But it's like, no, actually there were all these little things that had to take place in order for that big breakthrough to even happen. So I, I love yes. that you're, you're speaking to that because an analogy we use in our programs is when you plant a seed, does it become a full-grown tree in two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> we are, you know, you you planted this, like our program planted this seed for you. And you kept watering it and watering it and nurturing it and nurturing it and nurturing it. And then you're like, look at these beautiful leaves that are starting to grow. Wow, look at these fruit now. So it's mm-hmm. it's that nurturing process of really this relationship with your body. Yes. That many of us aren't taught to have. And seeking the big moment of realization is it it stems from that fix it. It's the idea of I'm broken and I need something to come and teach me what's wrong with me. Whereas you're teaching yourself that there's nothing wrong with you like day after day. I heard somebody else and someone used an analogy with me, which I thought was really beautiful, which was that it's like a river. It, It to approach embodiment work like a river of honey. It moves slowly, but it sticks to the sides. And I really like that idea of, and do you know what? I have so much, if anyone's like listening to this and you're in the throes of anxiety or OCD, I've been there so many times. I know that there's a part of you going, oh, but you know, I don't wanna slow down. And I just can't, and I so, empathize with that I have been there so many times and you know what it's a continual journey for me as well like I had um some emotions like coming up this weekend about um my business that I'm starting and first of all completely realized that they are entirely uh, the same pattern that plays out in my relationship anxiety and OCD and for the first little while I realized like I am I'm approaching these as a problem and I am doing that and it it's gonna come up because we're we're doing things in an entirely different way than we've been taught. But the more you practice slowing down, you will start to experience it yourself, what happens. I think I had a client where I, I had this experience, this, I just saw this and I think it was, it's a good way to look at it, which was that um, 
she was very much in this wanting to fix it you know fix it approach of wanting there's certain things you're experiencing and wanting something different and as we went into the somatic process she was able to see that as she just sort of sat back and allowed herself to be with what was there there was certain tension that we were working through and the tension got tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and then on its own it released as it does it released on its own and what this what that experience lets you see is that you trying to make it go away is you pushing it away and you're actually just like adding to the tension when you just let it be it will release on its own and as you experience that it will release on its own it will resolve on its own it will pass through you on its own you realize that actually the practice of life is about not getting in life's way as opposed to trying to make it into something yeah it's that surrender that trust which yeah is so freaking scary when your mind is like if you do not get rid of this something horrible is going to happen so building that capacity to trust that like this emotion first of all is not here to hurt me this emotion doesn't mean anything bad about who i am and i have slowly daily compounded over time the ability to be with the uncomfortable emotions and trust that their energy that moves through they yeah. don't stay, they don't stay there forever yeah absolutely and also to try i think that the thing that we talked about before of trusting that your body will bring you what you need as you're ready for it so my experience was that uh, my relationship actually ended shortly after working with Healing Embodied. And I want to put it out there. It was nothing to do with relationship anxiety or OCD. It wasn't the, it wasn't that the thoughts just got too much. It was something, it was actually, without going into like the detail of it, um, something that my partner brought to me really broke a boundary that we had from early in our relationship. And the embodiment work, it, it came from the embodiment work that it allowed me to see that actually our relationship had become quite unhealthy and that I had been suppressing parts of myself over and over again to try and hold this relationship in, in place. And whenever the, that boundary was broken, I just had the, I actually felt rage. I felt this rage pouring through me, which in a previous time, I would have gone straight into, I'm such a bad person. How do I fix this? How do I do? No, I stayed with that rage for a while and it became really clear. And I was able to basically see that this is not a space in which I can be myself, in which I can grow. And we kind of, it kind of came to a mutual agreement to a certain extent of this relationship isn't quite going to work. Um, but I think it's important to speak to as well, because I think some people think that, oh, this embodiment work is only for if you're in... I think the embodiment needs safe spaces to function. It does. But whenever you are committed to your own embodiment practice, you will be able to cultivate a life which is much more safe and secure for yourself. You don't you are no longer um, as much at risk of allowing yourself to fall into patterns which are deeply harmful to you because you are now able to feel the fullness of those patterns. I used to think that acceptance meant that I'm gonna be okay with everything's going on around me. Acceptance means that you're able to see and experience everything that's going on around you in its completeness. 
you're no longer arguing away oh but they just did this because of that or no but this is only happening now and maybe it's going to change you're not making excuses for what's happening you're not making other meaning around it you're just experiencing it exactly as it is and from that point of view it's much harder to explain away stuff that's unhealthy for you or stuff that's not right for you and it's much easier to then remove yourself from situations or make changes to your life which are more in alignment with what is actually healthy for you so i i um that relationship did not you know did not continue and i've dated a little bit over the like the last couple of years but for the most part i was so like i was in my process <laughs> like i was i had realized like this is about me this is so exciting and interesting actually the feeling that i'd had for a long time of i just need to meet the right person and this will fix everything it was like no that's not a thing at all it's all right here i was very deep in my own process and just around the idea of our body or our, you know, our being like brings us what we need at the, the, the times we need them. The last couple of months, I've had a clear sense of, oh, I'm ready for a serious relationship again, actually. And I've started like dating and I've started dating a lot, like with a lot more, you know, intentionality around it. But what's so interesting and what's so nice to see is we think that, oh, if I pull back and I, I don't focus on that for a while, then I'm never going to put myself out there again. No. The impulse, when you start to really connect with yourself, those deeper impulses within you really have your best interest at heart and you will know when it's time to pull back, pull back and you'll also feel when it's time to start going outward again. I, you're, you're talking, I'm like doing preaching hands because I'm like, yes, yes. Like it's so, we get questions a lot of like, well, how do I know? How do I know? There is no checklist. There is no external formula. It is this ability to cultivate this relationship with yourself and, and being in relationship, a loving relationship with your body. When your body says someone crossed a boundary and that really, really hurt, you listen to that. And either you have a clear conversation with, with whoever broke that boundary and you're able to express that need and that hurt, or you say, wow, this is actually really deeply harmful for me. And therefore I'm going to remove myself from this situation because I love my body so much. I don't want to keep harming her. Yes. That, yes. Like, that ability to be in attunement with your body to feel like, and sense for yourself, which no one else can tell you, no one else mm -hmm. can hand this to you to feel for yourself. What, what is needed? What is the yes. most loving thing for my body? is the most loving thing to actually stay in the relationship and teach my body, hey, it's safe. We are safe. See, like we actually are safe. We don't need to keep going into these self-sabotaging patterns. Like that could be the most, that was the most loving thing for me to do. And mm -hmm. for some people, it's like, wow, this person actually keeps crossing your boundaries and being disrespectful and really critical. And they're actually like shaming you, you know, whatever it is, that hurts. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to keep doing that. Like the most loving thing for me is actually to not stay in close, intimate relationship with a person who's perpetually hurting me. So there is, there's just, people always want the formula. And when it comes to embodiment, there is no formula. It's relationship. It's attunement. It's connection. And this is not something someone hands to you. It's something, like you said, it's a daily day by day practice, just like building a relationship with a person. If you text them once a week, like 
how deep is that relationship going to be? But it's this continual day-to-day connection in the mundane moments, in the tough moments, in the joyful moments, this continual open dialogue and communication. That's what you're building when you do embodiment work. Yes. You're building trust. It's almost, you're building trust in one another. Like you're building trust in your body and you're allowing your body to trust you. Um, I don't even, I don't entirely like to put it like that because that creates quite a bit of separation. But, you know, I can remember, I've talked about this um, with, yeah, in its faces before, but when I was in the depth of um, my heart condition, you know, whenever I'd find out about that, I was having daily panic attacks. I was not in a good way. Like I was really struggling to make it through the day. And I felt at the time, I remember saying this to someone, I felt like my body was my enemy because not only was did I now find that my heart was not functioning properly and that I needed to get a pacemaker in my 20s so there was a physical condition that was telling me oh your body's not working right your body's wrong in some way um have lots to say around how our medical system frames things like this but that's for another day um so there was something going on there but also I was having these daily panic attacks so I was like not only am I dealing with this, now I've got the the panic attacks. Of course, it was all the one route. The fact that I wasn't being able to care for myself in the way I needed was my body stopping me in my tracks and forcing me to sit with what was here. But at the time, I felt like my body really was my enemy and I was continually battling against my body. And actually, I think that it was after about of embodiment work that I realized that what embodiment did was it's not like I didn't win the war we we find peace it brought it brought waved the white flag and there was no longer a battle going on within me and now I feel like my body's my best friend like my body has my greatest interests at heart and I realized this as I was getting ready for this podcast I was thinking about this of like you know, I'm not in a relationship currently, I'm dating, but I really feel like I'm ready for a serious relationship. And so when that comes into my life, it's highly likely that relationship anxiety and OCD will appear again, because it's been a pattern throughout all of my life. And it appears at times when I'm ready to grow, when I'm ready to grow into a more expansive version of myself, and I'm ready to let go of stuff that's been keeping me back from love and connection that's when it appears. So it's going to appear again. And in the past, the idea that this was going to appear again was agonizing. It was like, get away. I do not want you near me. How can I avoid this? How can I avoid, avoid, avoid? But now when I think about the fact that it's going to appear again, I'm not exactly, you know, ringing it up saying, come on over. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not like champing at the bit for it to come round. But when I kind of personify it, it's like it's that really loving friend that's just a lot. And it has so it, it has my best interests at heart. It's gonna come in like a whirlwind and point out everything that's not serving me in my life. It's gonna be like, this is what you're doing to yourself. It's gonna be the blunt the bluntest friend that you have who loves you so deeply. My relationship anxiety and OCD loves me so, so deeply, which is why it won't let go. 
So I'm not, you know, I'm not dying for it to come back, but I'm kind of expecting that it will. And I'm not afraid of that anymore because it's not a sign that there's something wrong with me. And I have the capacity to hold it and to be with it. That, that, that. Okay, everyone, stop what you're doing. <laughs> stop what you're doing. That right there. If, if there's anything that I want my clients to walk away with, it's to no longer be afraid of their anxiety and to trust that if and when anxiety pays me a visit, I'll be there. And I actually see my anxiety in such a different light where it's not this bad, wrong thing that I need to get away. And it's in that loving, trusting relationship where you don't fear your body. You don't fear your fear. That's actually the healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That right there. And you realize that so often it appears as you're breaking through into a fuller version of yourself. So even this weekend, when I had a lot of anxiety and fear coming up, after I let myself be with all of that, I can realize that, but that you're kind of at a level, you're you're stepping up into a level of greater trust. This was all about a greater trust in the direction I wanted to take my business, some decisions I wanted to make. And of course, the younger parts of myself that have relied on very particular ways of being want me to be safe and want me to come back I think I've started I I love that you talked about plants earlier because I've kind of been thinking of anxiety in terms of a seed so you know whenever the seed is in the case and it's very nice and safe and warm and it needs to be there but there comes a point when the seed needs to grow and so it's gonna have to push through the case in order to come out and what happens when it starts pushing through this the case there's pressure there's tension there's probably some discomfort you know if if the plant was conscious it may be who knows but if it was able to experience that it would there would be this jagged feeling of coming through this uncomfortable shell but that needs to happen because that's part of growth and I think that our anxiety is a little bit like this. It's that discomfort and that pressure that comes from pushing up against the part of you that's kept you safe so that you could grow to this point when you can outgrow it. Snaps for that. Snaps for that. I think I used that same or a similar analogy in a webinar we ran. It was like you're pushing up against the edge of the familiar. Mm. And that's uncomfortable. Like, the tension you feel is you just pushing up against the edge of what's been familiar. Like you said, it's, it's like a baby. It's warm in the womb. It's safe in the womb, but it comes to the point where they got to get out of that womb. Like they, mm-hmm. they're outgrowing this familiar, safe place. And it's a rebirth, right? This anxiety is, is the birthing pains, the growing pains, yeah. whatever analogy you want to use, but it's like, you're pushing up against the walls of the seed of the womb of whatever mm-hmm. to be birthed into your next stage of growth and evolution. Yeah. Love it. Love. What a conversation. What a conversation. <laughs> so yeah, tell, let's um have you tell the people, the people um, where they can find you and continue learning from you yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely okay so the two main ways that you can 
find me um is one on instagram so i'm at embodiment underscore with underscore sarah embodiment with sarah um and also on substack so i think that's a really good way to um find me it's sarahlaverdy.substack.com and i will give you these for the show notes i presume um and that's where i have a weekly newsletter where you'll get reflections on embodiment i also sub offer some short practices that way inspiration and that's where i've been starting to share about my offerings i've only i graduated from my course about um like less than a month ago i'm having a beautiful little dinner with friends this week to celebrate my graduation um but i have my very early like offerings out so i do have a four session coaching package which is out at the moment so if you want to work one-on-one with me um there is a way to there's some information about that on my Substack and um basically it'll be about creating this space of deep acceptance and that space of deep acceptance is what inevitably creates a transformation so there are going to be i've got really clear like programs that i'm going to be creating later in the year it's all going to be around the theme of reconnection which is at the center of all of it for me um, but if you're dying to work with me um, or you're just wanting to find out more definitely follow my Substack where you'll get plenty of information and look out for what's coming that is just so exciting it is so just so cool to see where you've come where you are now and that like working with us opened up this world for you and made yeah. you want to work too because it's just it's just the best it's just the most and rewarding thing I just want to say like thank you guys so much for what you do it really did like it really did change the trajectory of my life and I remember like a couple of weeks after I'd finished I mean I'd, I'd, I'd worked with you guys but there was still like so much happening and I had you know a breakup shortly after that and I remember like walking down this like walkway near a river near my house and just like crying there was just so much happening and just like crying and being in the midst of all the feels of it and then about a year and a half later having like committed to this embodiment work which completely started like with you guys having committed to it I was walking down the same walkway and I was crying but I was crying from joy because the world was just so beautiful and I was just so happy and honestly, like, you know, it's embodiment work doesn't, it's not here to make you feel better. This is what I always say. It's not here to make you feel better. It's here to allow you to feel. And when you, when you learn how to feel, and it's okay to need to learn how to feel because we're in a society that is teaching us how to not feel all the time. When you learn how to feel, the natural byproduct of that is more joy in your life. That's right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for being here. You are a gem. I'm so endlessly proud of you. And thank you like for taking the time to share your story, your wisdom, your insight, your journey. I know it's going to speak to so many people and I'm really excited to get this episode out. Yay. I'm excited. <laughs> Yay. All right, everyone. We will chat with you next time.